Welcome to this episode of Math Perspectives Table Talk, featuring Kathy Richardson. Today, she is joined by co-author of Number Talks in the Primary Classroom, Sue Dolphin. They will be discussing maximizing of learning during Number Talks. To watch the accompanying video, please visit youtube.com forward slash math perspectives. All this information can be found in the show notes of this episode. There will also be information regarding the books and resources discussed and how to get in contact with Math Perspectives for setting up professional development for educators of pre-K through 5 mathematics in the show notes as well. New YouTube and podcast episodes will be airing monthly, and Kathy would love to hear from you. Email info, I-N-F-O, at mathperspectives.com to ask Kathy a question, and it could be aired in the episode. Now pull up a chair to the table and let's get started. There has to be some acceptance on the person who buys this book or uses this book to know that teaching children is not just random. The more we know, the more we can interact with children appropriately. But when we are learning, the kids aren't being hurt by us asking a question and then recounting every day. It doesn't hurt. They're always going to be gaining something because we're saying, what do you see? What do you notice? But the more we understand about what we're trying to get to and the more we understand about how children go through stages on the way, we can just choose more wisely, have better interactions with the kids. So it's a process for us as well as for the children. But in the end, the kids will learn more if we know more, if we understand Mm -hmm. more what what to do and why they're, what stage they're at and what might help them move on to another stage. So that's teaching isn't just random. Right. (laughs) Basically. So that's the part that makes it maybe look structured when it's not really structured. It's structured in the information that we want people to have and to know about what kids need to learn or what phases of learning they go through. But it doesn't control the child's thinking. It observes the child's thinking. It tells you what to notice and what to see when they're doing naturally what they do and gives you a way to move them on to another stage. But the kids are doing their own thinking all along. The kids are the ones searching for the meaning. The kids are the ones noticing new things. So I always think of a number talk should be like a puzzle they're trying to solve. Like, well, what do I see? What do I know? Well, look, I already know that three. So I just go four or five. So it's not trying to guess what we want them to do. It's trying to notice things and be on that journey. And our job is to help move along so they don't get stuck back here, thinking the faster answer, I can count fast, so I'm going to be first. Right. So am I more like a facilitator of the knowledge than telling them what to think? Yeah. Yeah, It's It's about asking another question. Really, that's how it's set up. It's all around questions. If the children are solving one problem, and then the next question might be, well, how many would there be if there was one more? Or how many would there be if we took one away? Or I wish I had eight. What do I need to do? There's there's a question that helps them think about the math, but then there's also the knowledge that the teacher has of when is it the right time for that particular question, as opposed mm-hmm. to if I have a beginning kindergartner who's counting everything, it depends on the size of the numbers. I could say, mm-hmm. well, what if I gave you one more? But I'm not going to say, how do I get to 10? All right. Or you're not going to say, oh, I found out there's 19. What if we had 10 more? It's sort of understanding the, the evolution of these ideas, but it's not like only numbers to 10, numbers to 20, numbers to 30. It's whether you're um, counting, whether you're seeing one more or one less, or whether you're seeing the parts of the number. It's just getting more of a handle on what the math is that kids are, we want kids to know, because these these earlier experiences are the base on which everything else can be built. 
the more we know as teachers about what we're aiming for and the more we know how children go along that road if they're given the right questions and things to look at and to notice and to see, the more these can be productive and they can be super powerful. And number talks are an interesting thing because the more we know, the better we can do a number talk. But on the other hand, just the fact that the structure of the number talk says, what do you see? What do you notice? You can hardly make a mistake either. Mm -hmm. You just may not do, you may get stuck yourself. Even the kids might get stuck for a while somewhere, but um, it's not hurting anything. It's still what did you notice? What do you think? So it's a it's both a safe place to learn and a powerful opportunity to learn more about kids and what they think. And the more you know, the more benefit the kids are getting day to day from each number talk because you tune into where they are as a whole group and individuals within the group and ask questions or present problems that are going to maximize that time mm -hmm. each day. It also, I think, let you, the more you know about it as an evolution or an, and a development, then you aren't going to worry that a child is doing it at a certain place, but you're also going to recognize when a child notices something that you didn't expect them to notice yet. You, you just have a feeling of not just random numbers. I'm doing this number, that number, this is big, this is little. You just have more an appreciation for the kinds of thinking kids will do if they're given opportunities, and you listen for it. So it's just more fun, too. I think, too, <laughs> like there's a, a difference between... We know that through that development, some kids are going to be counting, some kids are going to be counting and counting on, finding a group and counting on, or finding groups and still counting all of them. They'll, they'll naturally be at different stages depending on the size of the numbers. Mm -hmm. But it isn't become their way. It's their way for now. <laughs> And as they know more math and as they start noticing what they see more and more, the goal is for them to move through those different ways of thinking. And then when the numbers get big, they might go back to counting again. But um, we know through practice, not practice per se, but mm. experiences, experiences and seeing more and more and more that, again, they might be counting now, but now they're counting or seeing a group and counting on or seeing groups and putting them together. And that's part of the development, too. Mm. One of the things that I think is powerful about number talks is you don't have to know ahead of time. You know, you don't have to control everything that happens and decide everything you want to happen. You just ask the question, but you recognize by the children's responses where they are in their thinking, and it gives you some clues about what to do next. But they're really leading us. They're the ones that are leading us to know what to do next. The more we get out of their way and appreciate these stages, the more powerful they are. Mm -hmm. It feels like respect too. Yeah. Like you're respecting the children for wherever they are in their journey and so I want to meet their needs wherever that is along the way and not try to force them to see something that they don't see yet mm -hmm. but give them opportunities oh you didn't notice yesterday I wonder if you're going to notice today mm -hmm. in that way it's quite a bit different than most of us were taught how to teach math we think math is a bunch of strategies and the goal is can I get an answer to 8 plus 7 and if I know the answer to 8 plus 7 I'm done it's really understanding everything about 8 everything about 7 and everything about how they combine so then Everything that has an eight and a seven in it from then on, you know, whether it's a million, eight million and seven million, or it, it's, it's just a very different way of thinking about it. I call it the structure of numbers. You're just putting them together, taking them apart, or seeing how many if you have more than one, multiplying it. You know, it's, it's really just seeing the patterns, seeing the structures, seeing the way things are put together. It's not memorizing an isolated fact. So it's really just understanding what you're doing and not just memorizing what you're doing. Exactly, exactly. So then when you have 67 and 8 more, you already know that that 8 and 7 go together in a certain way. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if there's a 60 on there or 160. Yeah. Please visit the show notes for all the discussed books and resources, as well as information regarding professional development for educators of pre-K through 5 mathematics. 
If you would like to watch the accompanying video, please visit youtube.com forward slash math perspectives. If you would like to submit a question to Kathy, please email info, I-N-F-O, at mathperspectives.com, and it could be aired in an episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Math Perspectives Table Talk, featuring Kathy Richardson, with special guest Sue Dolphin. New episodes in video and podcast form will be airing monthly on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. Copyright 2023 by Math Perspectives. All rights reserved. No part of this audio or video or publication may be reproduced or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic or mechanical, including screen or audio recording, photocopy, or any information storage or retrieval system without permission from the publisher. Thank you for your support of the rights of the authors and Math Perspectives. Unifix is a registered trademark of Philip and Tacey LTD, used with permission of Didax Incorporated, Riley, Massachusetts, USA. Every effort has been made to contact copyright holders for permission to reproduce borrowed material. We regret any oversights that may have occurred and will be pleased to rectify any of them in subsequent reprints of the work.